you know, I think we're in kind of a new world order now and, and people realize, and plus people are just really loving to drive electric and they, the study, the data does show that once you enter that market, even if, with, if it's with a plug-in hybrid electric, which I have, um, mm -hmm. you don't go back so much. You don't go back to a gas car, you, you know, you stay electric, so. Welcome to Home Green Homes Podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green home advisor and a green realtor. Here I invite a variety of experts in the world of green homes and have conversations about how we can all live in healthy, resilient, and efficient homes. My guests provide insight in a wide range of topics from designing, building, and living in green homes, purchasing or financing green homes and improvements, to how we can live to reduce the negative environmental impact from the way we live. My goal is to inspire and inform you about how we can make a difference in our own lives and our environment. Hi everyone, this is Izumi Tanaka with Home Green Homes Podcast. Today I have a friend and a colleague I'm so, I'm so excited to have my friend Zan on my podcast. She is, uh, she is a, uh, she's a communication specialist with ZDS Communication and one of the co-founders of Plug in America and a co-founder for National Drive Electric Week. And we're going to talk to her about the EVs. I'm so excited. So Zan, thank you so much for coming here. So um, we're going to dive right in. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about um, what Plug in America and, um, is doing or uh, National Drive Electric Week is doing. So Plug yeah. in America is, is the grassroots voice of the EV driver. Mm -hmm. um, and really their most, I don't work for them anymore, but um, their most publicly prominent event each year is National Drive Electric Week. It's coming up in September. And what we learned 20 years ago that nothing so much convinces someone to abandon their gas car and, and get into an EV as actually driving it. And uh, I still remember the first time, as you probably do, uh, the first time I did, and it was a feeling, a rush from my, you know, head to my toes about this thing that is a killing machine doesn't have a tailpipe, you know. And yeah. I, you know, I felt like this significant contribution. This wasn't like recycling a piece of plastic or something. This was yeah. a and auto exhaust is the number one contributor to greenhouse gases in, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. the world so, I mean, this is why, this is why we drive electric. So anyway, uh, Drive Electric Week takes place, it's put on largely by volunteers across the country, ride and drive events or panels or just a chance to chat with EV owners. And uh, last year we had, I think, 250 events in, in the US and Mexico, Canada and New Zealand. Wow. And, uh, so, yeah, and this year I'm I'm thinking of doing one in Riverside. And last year, um, I, I attended and helped with events in Colton and Riverside. Wow! Uh, because you know it's like we want to take this to the smoggiest places where mm -hmm. the awareness is the lowest. And right. Inland Empire here in Southern California, of course. Right. So. so would you say that America is behind um, 
other nations in the world? I know that European countries are doing much better with EVs. They are. (laughs) (laughs) European Union is is far ahead of us in terms of adoption. And uh, yeah, I'm not all up on the the latest, but yes, they have Mm. sold many more and they are, in fact, I think I just heard on the news, uh, you know, really going to stop certain European countries uh, accepting oil and gas from uh, Russia. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, as you know, I bought my EV. I have a Chevy Bolt in October of 2020. So now we're in 2022. I would love to get caught up on what's going on in the EV market. So tell me what's what's happening. Okay, it's um, a very big moment. Um, the the EV advocate in me wants to tell you nothing but good things, but that wouldn't be right. Um, prices are insane right now oh, for okay. any vehicle, and there's very serious reasons for that. It's a perfect storm of we've got supply chain issues that are still plaguing all of us, mm-hmm. in, in crazy a war overseas um, and extremely high demand and and low inventory at the moment Mm -hmm. so um, prices it's I'm just going to say it's not a great time to buy a car or rent Mm -hmm. a car you know Mm -hmm. there's dealer markups and things like that Um, it's it's kind of a bit of a tragedy if I could use that word because the price of gas is so high that this would be a natural moment and there is unprecedented interest in EVs for that very reason that's when we always see more interest when the price of gas goes high so Mm -hmm. we're we're kind of missing that moment Um, but I will say that all the infrastructure in the broadest sense is in motion for an explosion of Mm -hmm. EVs. There are are currently 80 models on the market, you know, and you know, 80. I just heard this yesterday. And um, if you'll give me a moment to put that in context. So we got our first EV in 2002. So I got you beat by a few years. And um, at that point, there was really, well, there was only one that you could purchase, one model right. that was the Toyota RAV4. And then things started to ramp up in 20, late 2010 when the Nissan Leaf came out and the Chevy Volt plug-in hybrid, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so to put that in context, and, and of course, when I got my car, they were crushing. Most of the major automakers were crushing cars. So in less than a generation, we've gone from crushing to an explosion. And, and the other part of sort of that foundation is that millions, billions of dollars are being poured into not only vehicle factory retooling, but battery manufacturing. Okay. So then, you know, so then not only are we going to have these materials and vehicles produced domestically, um, but, but as I said, the actual materials that go in them, hopefully to sort of, you know, avoid these extreme supply chain problems. Um, Mm. And and also, you know, 30 countries have vowed to uh, end the sale of gasoline cars uh, around 2030 or 2035. 
Yeah, and at least a dozen vehicle uh, manufacturers have made made the same vow. So, and you know, I I mean, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that people won't have the same sort of amnesia when the gas prices go down again. That's what usually <laughs> happens. They go back to the big gas cars. But you know, I think we're in kind of a new world order now, and and people realize, and plus, people are just really loving to drive electric. And they the study the data does show that once you enter that market, even if with if it's with a plug-in hybrid electric, which I have, um, mm -hmm. you don't go back so much. You don't go back to a gas car. You, you know, you stay electric. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that well, was long <laughs> no, thank you so much. Yeah, because when I was on the market in in 2020, um, there were there were plenty. I think there were probably about a dozen or so in my price range, you know, uh, not, I wasn't looking at Tesla, I wasn't looking at some of the higher, higher ticket uh, model like Audi. Um, so within the, you know, the price range I was looking at, there were several available, but you know, now you're saying 80 models out there. And what are the, what are the range that they give you? Like, you know, my car gives me about, it's supposed to give me 250, but I can I can comfortably know that I I can drive for a little bit over two hundred. Right. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with the least expensive car on the market yeah. right now, and that's mm -hmm. right. That's the Nissan Leaf, which oh, wow. um, goes yeah goes for um, I wrote it down, but it's in the twenties. Okay. Again, uh -huh. everything is inflated, but. Um, that has a range of 150 right okay so of course the more, the more you pay um the longer range typically mm -hmm. um, um then the um what was i going to say um oh there's one fact also that uh by the end of the year the average range is supposed to be about 300 miles wow so, yeah and the, this is happening as the cost of batteries are coming mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. so Again, once things cool off, uh, prices should, should be very good. But of course, you know, you could spend as much as you want. Um, but, but I will say that um, our friend David Eagle, who is a um, EV broker, um, mm -hmm. it, he tells us that it is very hard to get an EV for, you know, for even for 25 at the moment, mm -hmm. oh, largely, wow. because, largely because of the dealer market. Um, and, and again, the uh, demand is so high that, and with the dealer dealer market uh, markups. Mm. So, I yeah. see, I see. So, can you can you tell us any uh, hot models that we should be aware of? Like, do you? Um, I I like Leaf. You know how the, the modeling of Leaf is a pretty you know nice looking car, um, but I do notice there's a lot more um, EVs that I haven't seen before on the street. Do you, can you think of any anyone that that um, that you like or you you uh, think it's exciting? Well, I um, I'll, I'll make some enemies for this, but but I I have to always say Tesla, um, mm -hmm. and for for obvious reasons, you know, they, they it's just a great car, and they mm -hmm. also have the charging infrastructure nailed, right. yeah, and that is because something that fascinates me 
you know, Tesla not only went into the auto manufacturing business, but the charging infrastructure business. Yeah. So yeah. they pretty much have a seamless charging experience, you mm -hmm. know, whereas you and I know very well that if you're not in a Tesla, you know, at least five times out of 10, usually more, you arrive where you think you're going to get a charge and the chargers are either broken or taken. So, yes, yes. Um, so Tesla is the exception to that. Um, mm -hmm. And by the way, they are beginning to make all of their chargers um, available to any kind of EV. So Oh, really? So I can use the Tesla charger to charge my car? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> It won't happen overnight, but it's coming, which I think is mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I did, I did print a list uh, that I just saw yesterday of the top selling EVs during the second quarter of 22. Okay, okay. so Tesla number one and two, then the Ford Mustang Mach-E, that's a very sexy, big looking car, right? It's so yeah. Mustang. There's another Tesla, Hyundai is doing really well. The Ionic, that, that's an interesting looking kind of a mm -hmm. hatchback. Have friends who love their Kia. Mm -hmm. um, and then comes the Chevy Bolts, which you have. Another mm -hmm. Tesla, then an Audi. And, and then believe it or not, the Rivian truck. Um, oh my God, that's great. Yeah, the, yeah. the one, vehicle that excites a lot of us more than anything is the Ford F F-150 Lightning EV. Okay, because the Ford suite of F-150s have has for decades been the most popular car in the U.S. Sells wow. more than anyone. And of course, what we're looking for, right, is mass adoption, not, you know, not just to the 40 year old white male tech guys who are working in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And they were the first adopters. There were us women involved, but, you know, so, but trucks, the more people buy trucks. So that's what mm -hmm. we've got. And it's gotten these sensational reviews. I mean, it's wow. just, it's very, I mean, it spells mainstream, you know, mm. so I think they're probably impossible to find right now because right. they've been so popular. Um, but but a lot of people are talking about game changing with that. And also they will eventually have full like bi-directionality, meaning um, they can yes. put power into the grid, something they right. do be aware yes. of. Um, yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Explain some more that bi-directionality. I know what it is, but you could probably explain better than I can. Um, let's see, there's several facets to it, but of course, instead of just sipping, taking energy from the grid, the battery is used as a storage unit, basically, mm -hmm. so that you can supply the grid. And this is gonna be huge going forward with, um, for one thing, well, with, with the weather changes and climate change, you know, we'll be able to supply electricity back. And it can also make that vehicle into a sort of a profit center for its owner. Say, for mm. instance, you charge it, you bring your car to work, you park it there all day, and you're charging. If during the middle of the day, when we know that the, the electricity prices are highest, mm -hmm. um, your company can sort of sip a little of electricity from your vehicle to lower those charges, those high demand charges, right? Wow. Um, but they, they would pay you for that, right? right. So, um, yeah, so as far as grid stability, it's going to be key. I just heard a utility professional today say that 
She can't imagine a future where all vehicles are not bi-directional. So, right, right. That's, that's really amazing. We're talking about future generation of vehicles. Like the way we, we utilize our vehicle is going to be completely different. You know, it's not going to be just transportation and it's also our utility. That's really amazing. So, so going back to the infrastructure that you were talking about, as you know, I took a long road trip last year and because I don't have a Tesla, I had to really map out my charging spots, you know, along the way. And um, as you said that it is true, it is, you know, um, certain brand of chargers, four out of five times, either not working or uh, completely done, or I have to call the customer support to get it going and it, it can take an hour to get started. And then I have to sit another 40, 30 minutes, 45 minutes to charge. So it really affects the way we drive, especially on the road trip. So how is the infrastructure coming up? Is it, is it being, I, I know that there was, the bill is on the table uh, to, to really, uh, to accelerate the installation of public chargers. So tell me what you know about that. Yeah, um, one, one bill was passed. So the Biden administration has uh, $5.7 $5 billion to mm -hmm. uh, install EV chargers. Um, mm -hmm. And not only that, but they are um, instigating um, standards, reliability standards, so that the chargers are, you know, not just yeah. existing, but, but work. So yes. we yeah. need, need many, many billions more than this, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but, but, but at least it's, it's being, it's, it's, the people who need to know about it are doing something about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. And, but there still needs to be a, a, a kind of a change in consciousness, because what this Five billion is paying for mostly fast chargers mm -hmm. um, along along highway corridors, right? right. So that the, you know, because it's like we have to speak to the American psyche, which says I need to be picked, I need to be able to pick up at any moment and go to Vegas or go to right. New York or yes. you know, and unfortunately that's just the way it is. And you know, we sort of were all raised on this consciousness of the interstate highways, right? Mm -hmm. And that was. That was just a reliable fact. So that's why that's happening that way. But we really need more just easy level one and level two charging. Yes. Um, you know, for your audience members who don't know, but that's what you and I use. It's it's mm -hmm. slower, it right. takes more time, but mm -hmm. let's face it, a lot of cars sit and do nothing for a long time. <laughs> right. So right. Um, so I think we're gonna be seeing more of that and more workplace charging or airport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, many residential buildings, if you know, they're like multifamily uh, buildings, they're now uh, incentivized to, to install some EV chargers and a lot of newer development, residential development are also installing EV chargers, either in the individual homes or like a common use uh, charging stations. So I know it's coming up, but we still have a long way to go, I guess. Huh. We do. You know how I thought of an analogy? Um, 
the main sort of lifestyle change I had to make when I got my first car was just more planning, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a gas station on every corner, you never have to be conscious when you're driving. You right. just go yeah. where you want. And yeah. as EV drivers, we have to do more planning. But, you know, that's how you maintain a healthy diet, okay? Yeah, if yeah. You, go, you don't plan and then go to the grocery store and get those healthy veggies you know, you're going to end up going to, so it's not a huge burden, you know, it's almost right. like a high cost, but, mm -hmm. you know, so, so, and, you know, another really important factor, of course, is bringing e-mobility to disadvantaged communities, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so there we're looking at ride-sharing, car rentals, um, even the robo-taxi kind of thing, which is a bit controversial, but, mm -hmm. um, but that's, but that's happening too. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, it's, it's a rapidly developing world, the whole EV, you know, so it's, it's quite fascinating to watch. So now when I bought it, mine, bought my Chevy uh, two years ago, there was uh, still a lot of incentives. I, I, I had a rebate from California Clean Energy. I also had a rebate from Southern California Edison. Um, both of them, I think they were uh, $2,000 each, a cash rebate. So what are the incentives now? What's going on in that realm? Right. Um, there's still a federal tax credit. Mm -hmm. um, however, that was um, allotted something like to EV uh, car makers, first 200,000 cars. So okay. once they sold that the, the incentive went away and it has mm -hmm. gone away. I think it's for, I wrote it down, it's two of the car companies. There's no longer a federal tax credit, right? Oh, okay. um, but there are, there are, there is talk of legislation to not only bring those back, but to make them much higher, like $12,000. Okay. okay. That's great. Uh -huh. um, and there are, yeah, at least in California, there are still clean vehicle rebate programs through the mm -hmm. state. A couple mm -hmm. of them. Some of them you have to uh, qualify for a certain level of income for those. Right. Um, and there's still, there still are utility uh, mm -hmm. rebates. So mm -hmm. they are mm -hmm. definitely out there, you know. Um, yeah. So. Is, is there a resource that you can share where people can go look for the, that information about what's available in everybody individual uh, regions because I know that different states may have different incentives and different even within the state you know depending on who your utilities are and um, so is there any one-stop resource that we can go to definitely for Californians it's a great tool all you do is enter your zip code and it will tell you everything and mm -hmm. I can I can send that to you okay uh, so you have and then I would suggest, um, and there are maps, I've seen them online mm -hmm. um, for, for different states. They don't break it down to the mm -hmm. local level. But, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Of course, you can just call your own utility, right. um, call your, your state air board. That's usually who handles something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you think you're saying that there are still plenty of incentives available. And, and the biggest challenge right now is that the availability issue then availability yes and yeah and the markups right so what do you suggest for people who are currently considering of e either switching to ev 
for um, I I have about a year and a couple months left on my lease. Um, should I be should I be already looking for the, my next model and do something about it already, or um, what is what is your suggestion or tips for people who are on the market for EV? today right the advocate in me says go broke buy a new car a new ev do it now you know don't wait and and honestly we are in the middle of a climate emergency mm -hmm. uh, you know and if mm -hmm. we all have nothing but lenny we would all go out and and do the right thing mm -hmm. um but no with a year i mean hopefully azumi by a year's time prices will will really come down um, mm -hmm. i mean if budget is an issue and it is for most of us um frankly i would wait uh, yeah uh, if you have a full year I, I wouldn't even start to research now because prices okay. are going to be very inflated and okay you know, and like david eagle said they're just so hard to come by and and mm -hmm. you know when you can get one you're going to be paying a premium right now and i so, see i see so so you're saying that that if you don't have one right now um just kind of hold tight and wait and i would and again unless, unless you can afford it unless you really want to do it for the environment which is a great mm -hmm. reason mm -hmm. and you have that extra cash i mm -hmm. would say wait mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and you know that, that this is another sort of element um that's come up in the last couple of years you know, when we started this advocacy, we we had pretty much no detractors except for oil, big oil. Right. But mm -hmm. now we have a lot of sort of on our side, uh, sort of I'm going to say enemies because they don't want to see gas cars simply replaced by electric cars. What they want to see is fewer cars, right? Yeah. So yeah. so so this is sort of my and and, and which really goes to city planning and urban right. planning you know yeah and mm -hmm. denser housing and work close to where you live you know that right. so so that, that has to be part of the conversation and and i will say this with prices so high if you can't afford another electric car right now or a, a, your first electric, take more public transportation you know i mean i really have been trying to do that not a lot but where i can and just walking you know mm -hmm. or a car just that consciousness of carpooling or of yeah. course cycling bicycling you know mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. there, there, there's something called a cargo bike which is just a bicycle that's outfitted with um you know like a carriage where you yeah. can, you know have your kids or your groceries and and a vision i really love of that is that that could be our second car you know yeah. Especially here in California, right? Mm -hmm. And and you are seeing more and more of these. And of course, I mean, it's insane the the savings. You know, you don't have to have insurance. You don't pay right. for gas. Right. And, and many of us do make such short trips where we yeah. don't need a big pumpkin SUV. You know. Exactly. Well, it's actually such a much deeper and wider, you know, topic. You know, it's not just about switching to electric car you know it's really about changing our behaviors in so that we don't have to use vehicles all the time like a lot of us do exactly and you know i mean maybe the covid era covid right. by the way is also 
part of why things are so expensive mm -hmm. right now, but mm -hmm. is teaching us to zoom more and fly less and drive less and all of that. Yeah. 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 I add one thing, if you don't sure. mind, sure. let's not, not, the gasoline prices are high and, and mm -hmm. that can be a reason to go out and look seriously sure. at EV. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and also the total cost of ownership of an EV, as you well know, is much lower than a gasoline because they don't need the smog checks and the oil changes and things like that. That's right. And the maintenance is so much easier. It is. You know, we don't have to do oil change. And, and I think uh, my car is like every 7,500 miles I go in and they can rotate the tires and check a couple of things, but that's about it. You know, it's so simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sand. It, it, you got so much abundant uh, information about e everything about EV and I really appreciate it. So um, if you can share um, verbally what, what uh, any particular site that we can, um, we can direct people to, I can find it here. One second. I will look for that um, wonderful site. Here it is. Okay. It's your usual HTTPS. It's driveclean.ca.gov slash search hyphen incentives. Oh my God. I will so, definitely put this on the for, uh, show show note so that people can just click on it. But thank you so much for that. And by the way, that um, those incentives, that website is for both vehicles and chargers. Oh, so, great. Okay. Well, so yes, you've been very well, progressive. Yeah, it's this is a very, very uh, fascinating topic, you know, and it will continue to evolve so fast rapidly and it'll be really interesting to see what's going to happen in the next few years and i would love to have you back and give us a little more of a insight so sounds sometime. great thank you so much for, for giving a platform to this really critical uh solution to climate yeah. change yeah thank you so much san well this was izumi tanaka with home green homes and until next episode thank you so much